Eric, you, you got me into this trouble, Eric. <laughs> okay, you already know. Just one more then. But I, I'm sure that if I ask you what the Psalm 23 verse 4 says, none of you will say anything, but you know the jokes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's eye-opening for me. Okay. This is, I read it everywhere. In every web page it was, so I guess you might know it. Um, how do you make an egg roll? How do you make an egg roll? Don't, shh, don't say. You know it? You push it. Oh, forgive me, Lord. Okay, no, that's it. Okay, please. Yes, yes. Well, homework, okay? There's my phone number there. Just please send me a couple jokes and we'll go from there. Amen. Uh, that's it. Wednesday night. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. I read a few of them, but they were kind of. Millie said, "No, they're too. Uh, they're not. Uh, they're kind of spicy, or I don't know how you call them. Maybe I read a couple of those <laughs> next time. All right." Okay, we're celebrating, I just, my goal this morning, and I have 25 minutes, 30 minutes, I just want to see if I can inspire you guys, because we have our congregational uh, meeting last week, and in the, one of the things in the congregational meeting is that we uh, elect uh, officers, people that are going to serve the church, and so we are trying to... Uh, we're, 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 I, I believe we are trying to align ourselves to with what God wants to do in our communities in these last days. Uh, and, and that's what I, I want to talk about vision this morning. So if you have your Bible with you, come with me to the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2. And th there's a principle of the, in the Word of God here. And what I would like to do this morning in a few minutes is I would love to lay down what we believe when I say we is, uh, you know, the elders in the church and, 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 and the uh, elected officers. What we believe is our role in, our, in this community. I know we've been the place in the country where you can find God's love, right? That's what we are. And when you hear that statement... It implies that people will have to come here to find that love. And that is awesome. Awesome. But I, we also believe that the time has come where from this place in the country, we are going to take God's love to people. Right? That's, what, what, that's the mindset we want to shift. We want to shift that mindset of being the place where people can come to find God's love to being the place from where God loves is sent to our communities. I'm not praying for the whole nation. I, let me tell you, I'm not praying for the whole nation. I'm praying for our small communities. When I say that, I'm praying for Wilkett. I'm praying for Remington, Monon, Reynolds, Monticello. I'm praying for Kentland, Goodland. I'm praying for Rensselaer, Fowler, and West Lafayette. 
There's 10, Decapolis. And I believe uh, that's the territory that God has assigned us as a church, right? And we want to go for it. We want to go for it. But it's important that we hold the vision of the church. That word vision is so important. And I was thinking about how can I explain vision? How can I explain it? And God, I think, I think this is how God answered my, quest, my, my, my question by showing me the vision of America. So, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to read some uh, uh, speeches, right? Speeches. So, you have Habakkuk. Habakkuk, it says, I will stand my watch, and I set myself on the rampart, and I watch to see what he will say to me, and what I will answer when I am corrected. This is Habakkuk talking about with, with the Lord. And then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. This is a key principle from the word of God. We're not, we're not talking about what God said to Habakkuk specifically. We are talking about the principle that, that lays behind it. And the principle is write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. So when there's, and, and this is the only way I can put this down, there's, I, I call it like this because I cannot explain it, there's some mystery when we write down the vision we think or we believe we have received from God. And this, is, this not only applies for church life. It not only applies for nation life. It also should apply for your life as an individual, as a married couple, as a family. It's really, it's, it's frequently used in business, in corporations. You go to a corporation, the first thing you should, you should find... It's the vision and the mission of that corporation and the values and things like that. Why? Because we need to write that vision. And I was thinking about the vision of America, and I, wanna, I would like to share that with you quickly. I know you know it, but... So what is the vision? It's like, uh, this is the only way I think I know how to define it. You might have a better way. That's awesome. But it's like a mental image, like a men mental picture of, the, of a desired result, right? It's like a north star. It's the place where we should be marching, and it's what really defines who we are and what we do, right? So I, I, I printed a few uh, things. I'm going to read them to you. The Mayflower Compact. How many of you are familiar with the Mayflower Compact? Okay. It says, In the name of God, amen, he whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign Lord King James, by the grace of God of Great Britain, France, and Ireland King, defender of the faith. And then they lay out their purpose, their vision. It says, Having undertaken 
for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith and honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. And then he goes on and on with the Mayflower Company. But what I want to point out is the purpose of these people. Why did they come to America? Why did they come to this land? It's, it's stated in the Mayflower Compact. They came, from what I read here, they came for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith. Those were the two main components. Those were the two main purposes why they came to America. And they founded this nation with that purpose, with that vision in mind. We have come here, we're not seeking for wealth. We are seeking for two things. And that is that in everything we do, God's going to take the glory. And that in everything I, we do has to be aligned with the advancement of the, the kingdom of God. The advancement of the Christian faith. And later on, you read this. This is the Declaration of Independence. By the way, what a marvelous document. I don't know if you not read it through quickly, but really stay there. Think about it. Meditate upon it. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It says, we hold this truth to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. I practiced this word yesterday, but I, I, I'm sorry. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of this end, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such a principles and organizing its powers in such a form as to, as, as to them shall seem mo most uh, likely to affect their safety and happiness. And they go on and on and on. You know why they got it? Uh, they signed, you know why they signed this Declaration of Independence? Because this truth that they consider self-evident were being violated. Meaning that what we are, what we are as a nation, it's being violated. And that gives us the right to separate from, in this case, Great Britain. It's going to be live. I don't want the FBI in my house thinking that I'm right. No. We're not talking politics here. We're talking vision. And I want you guys to see, because I know you love your, your nation. And, it, you know, as I was reading, I won't go this all, because then I have the Declaration of Independence. I have the Gettysburg Address. I like this one. Let me read it. The Gettysburg Address. It is funny. You know what? I have three speeches here. And these three guys were shot. But these three guys were fighting for that ideal, which is the vision of America. 
Isn't that amazing? But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggle here have consecrated it, far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for you, Palestine Christian Church, to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from this honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last measure of devotion, that we were highly, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Wow. Man, I have goosebumps, and I wasn't there. What is, his, what is he saying? Folks, we have a vision to guard the foundation of America. It's its vision. We need to guard our vision. Then you read JFK. Last one. I don't know. How, I, I, I read the... Now that... No, it says, In your hands, my fellow citizens, more than mine will rest the final success or failure of our course. Since this country was founded, each generation of Americans has been summoned to give testimony of, of, to its national loyalty. The graves of young Americans who answered the call to service surround the globe. Now the trumpet summons us again, not as a call to bear arms, though arms we need, not as a call to battle, though in battle we are, but a call to bear the burden of a long twilight struggle, year in and year out. Quote, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. A struggle against the common enemies of men. Poverty, tyranny, disease, and war itself. What is he saying? We need a fight for the vision of our nation. And then the last one, okay? Are you enjoying this? It's, it's, not, it's, it's like a history class, I guess. I don't know. It says, this is uh, Martin Luther King. It says, in a sense, we come to our nation capital to cash a check. He says, when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory, promissory note to which every American has to fall, has to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men and, and, and as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Just let me tell you something. This was the cause back in the day, right? The, the, the racial discourse. We have another challenges now that are directly opposed to the vision of this nation. I can mention abortion. I can mention a, a few of them. Really, what's the cause? 
What's the purpose of these enemies we face as Americans? Is to what? To tear down the vision of the nation, the purpose. The purpose is not that it's not to celebrate the vision of this great nation. It's to destroy it. And the enemies of this nation, hey, they tried to come from afar. They couldn't. So you know what they did? They came inside and started moving around. And now we have all these ideologies and we have all these things. And Proverbs 29, 18 Proverbs 29, 18. Let me read it to you. Oh my gosh. Open your Bibles to Proverbs 29, 18. I'm, I'm, I'm just a... <coughs> Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy he is. Let me read it in another version. Uh, let me read it in another version. What are you, you going to be talking about, Alan? I'm going to be speaking about the vision of the, our church just in a few, in a few minutes. It says, CSV says, without revelation, people run wild, but one who follows divine instruction will be happy. CEV says, without guidance from God, law and order disappear, but God blesses everyone who obeys his law. This ERV version says, if a nation is not guided by God, the people will lose self-control but the nation that obeys God's law will be happy. Amen. So the, 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 the premise in, 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 in Proverbs 29, 18 is that when we walk outside the boundaries of this vision, then we, problems arise. Problems arise. Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your, some of your faces are, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what's going on. Okay. I think the cause of America, it's, it's a amazing cause. I think it's worth it to, to fight for. Amen. I want to invite you guys. I want to invite you to a higher cause. Hear, hear how I say it. I want to invite you to a higher cause, not a, not a better cause. I'm not speaking about a better cause, but a higher cause. Because I believe the cause of the kingdom of God, from the cause, I'm sorry, from the cause of the kingdom of God, derives the cause of America. These nation folks, Americans, without God and the word of God, that's the sole purpose of your foundation. How many Americans are here? Raise your hand. I guess I'm, I'm the only one that was born. Okay. But let me tell you, that gives me even, even, that even qualifies me to tell you this. Americans, without 
the pursuit of the glory of God and without the purpose of the advancement of the kingdom of God, there is no purpose for us. This nation was conceived for that reason, for that purpose. This nation, America, that's why you have the great financial and technological advancement. Do you know how many nations in the world will require a visa if you have a blue passport? Just a few. Hey, fellas, I was born in Honduras, and I had to have a visa to go everywhere. Do you know why that is? It's God's master plan. That every American can go in and out from every nation of the world without restriction. You know why God did that? For the glory of God and the advancement of the kingdom faith. You know why Satan hates this nation? Because he knows that this nation has a prophetic calling, has an assignment from above to advance the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why. That's, listen, you can look around, you know, find, try to find purposes and reasons everywhere. You won't find them. And when the nation has tried to cause Oh, I'm sorry, to advance any other cause, it hasn't been successful. You know why? Because the purpose of the nation, the United, United States of America, is that. And let me tell you something, folks. What an honor it is. That among all the countries in the world, the Lord Almighty has selected chose America to take this gospel to the ends of the world. I'm one. I'm one. I'm the harvest of a, an American. I told you the story before. I'm the, I'm, the consequ- I'm the result of an American missionary that I don't know what he was thinking about. <laughs> he went down to Honduras, 30s, 40s. I don't even know. how. Did they have airplanes in the 1930s? Yes, they did, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just to make sure you guys were with. What are you going to go to, to Honduras? We didn't have telephone lines. We didn't have anything. And this guy, moved by God, I'm sure, inspired by the Holy Spirit, took the quest to go to that nation and planted an, a small church in Sula. That's the name of the valley where my mom is. In a little hill, there's a hospital. That's the only hospital in that place that was founded by that mission, that missionary. And he started preaching the gospel. And you know what? My grandpa got saved. My grandma got saved. And my mom has no choice. She had to go to church, right? And then we came along. And I remember us little ones, you know, we didn't live there. We live in in the city. But, you know, uh, school vacations, we would go. And guess what we did when we go? Church. We had no choice. There wasn't an election. Do you want to go to church? No. Get ready. We're going to church. And we sing all these old hymns in Spanish. I know some of them. With uh, panderetas, how do you say, Edgar? Tambourines. Alabaré, 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 alabaré a Jehová. 
Juan vio el número de los redimidos. Wow. Dirt floor, pews like this, and boy, they preach the gospel with fire. Man, I just thank that American that say yes to the call. See, he wasn't thinking about anything else. He knew his purpose was that. And you read stories. I mean, if you got, if you guys are like to read, you can read stories of missionaries. Practically to every nation of this planet, an American, tall, handsome, blue eyes, red hair, or yellow hair has been there preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus. And nations all over the globe have been changed for that message. That's a higher cause. This is, that's the higher cause that I'm inviting this church to be part of. We won't go to the nations probably. Probably we will. But folks, we have Remington, Wilkett, Monon, Reynolds, Francis, uh, Francisville wasn't in the list. We'll, we'll, we'll pray for them later. All of the rest. <laughs> we don't have to go, unfortunately, we don't have to go far to find people who are struggling and are in deep pain and suffering. People bound to addictions. People bound with depression. People bound with anxiety. You know, the only thing that can set them free is the laying hands of an anointed men and women of God praying for their healing. It's the word of God that never returns void, but it always do what it shall accomplish. I want to invite you guys, in spite of your trades, your, your, your businesses, everything you do, I want to invite you to keep in mind that we are part of a higher cause. Please, yes, keep, keep, doing money, keep making money, keep serving your family, keep serving your spouse, but never forget that we are part of a higher calling. Not only as humans and Christians, but also as Americans. And the calling is the advancement of the Christian faith. That this nation completely shall be saved. And you know what? There's a generation here where you guys experienced that most of you were Christians. But there's a generation that is coming. These kids' age, their parents were not Christian. Christians, and you know what it says about Joshua and Moses? It says the people who lived during the days of Joshua keep respecting God, but the ones that came after, they didn't know and never heard the great things God did for Israel. You know what they did? They walk away. And that's what we see now happening in America. We see a new generation of teenagers walking away from the goodness and faithfulness of God. They don't have parents that takes them to church and remind them of the goodness and mercy of God. Folks, we have to go for them. That is our calling. That is our higher cause. And I want you guys, I want to invite you to be part of that. I'm closing with this. First one. I have so many notes. Just write this down for the sake of time. Does God has a vision? Does God has a vision? Can you picture how God dreamed 
about these communities? It's, it's vital. It, it is vital that we have a mental image of what God thinks about our communities. Father, where do you want us to go? How do you look? How, do, how does this look to you, Father? How do you picture? How do you image, imagine all these things? Just write it down for the sake of time. Revelations, Revelation 24. I'm sorry, Revelation 21, verse 4. We're going to read this one. And then Revelation 22, verse 14. Quickly, I'm going to read it because of time. But 20, Revelation 21, verse 4 says this. He says, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and, and death shall, not, shall be no more, neither shall be, there be no be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. That is how God envisioned our communities without pain, without suffering. Isaiah 61, quickly. And I, I close, second one. Oh, it's early. It's only 11. I'm kidding. Well, I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. Isaiah 61. I, want, I, I would like, guys, when you read this, ask yourself, is this our current situation? When you read what Jesus came to do, ask yourself, is this the current situation of our communities? And if the answer is no, then we have work to do. We have work to do. We have work to do. Parent, I say this, and I'm not trying to manipulate anyone. But I don't know what is more important for Wednesday night to have your kids learning about the word of God. I don't know what's more important on a Wednesday night to have your kids being prayed for. I don't know what's more important on a Wednesday night to have your kids uh, being, being told their destiny and their identity and the purpose that they have in this life. No video game can, can, can change that. No Facebook, no YouTube, no cell phone can change that. We need to work in tandem, parents. Parents, grandpas, we need to work in tandem to, to make our kids champions. And this is, let me tell you something. This is what we're doing here Wednesday night. We're raising a generation of kids that are going to be champions in the name of Jesus. If, uh, when I hear my daughters speak, I'm like, whoa. Daddy, papi, they call me papi. I had a prophetic dream. And I'm like, whoa, what? I think the Lord revealed to me what Sadie's going to have. And I'm like, yes, hallelujah. These kids are hearing God. More than that, they, they have a desire in them. I want to hear your voice, Lord. They have a craving in themselves. They want to be like Jesus. They want to be like Joshua. They want to be like David. They want to be like Daniel. Ain't that wonderful? Anyways, that's what we're doing on Wednesday night. This is a factory of champions in Jesus' name. 
And as I'm telling you, we're going to see these kids raise the dead in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry if it bothers someone's business. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry for the. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if you, if you own a funeral home. I'm telling you, we're raising a generation that is going to raise the dead. Come back in the name of Jesus. I believe those things are going to happen. I just need one more to believe with me, and that will we'll close the deal. And do you have Isaiah 61? Okay. This is, this is how Walcott and Remington and these communities look like. This is Jesus' dream. And that is why he's calling Palestine Christian Church. I don't know about other churches. I cannot talk about for other churches, but I know he's calling this church because he wants to turn these communities upside down. He wants these communities to go from sorrow to gladness. I cannot find Isaiah. I'm sorry. That's why I keep going on and on. Where are you, Isaiah? <laughs> My throat hurts. <laughs> Just give me a minute. But I mean it. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. If you read the scriptures, this is what Jesus quoted in Luke 4. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is, is upon me because the Lord has anointed me, has empowered me, has set me on a mission because he has a vision that he wants to fulfill. And that vision is, he says, to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Let me ask you something, Palestine Christian Church. Do you know someone that is bound? By sickness, by addictions, by, by a, 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 uh, marriage issues? There's a lot of people bound in our communities. And I, let me tell you something. With all due respect, no medical feel can solve their problems only the anointing of the spirit of god only the fire from above can release a lot of people from their issues and you know who are the carriers of that who are come on you are we are we have within ourselves what the people needs but we need to go we need to go to look for them, to restore them, to bless them in Jesus' name. So this is how God, this is what God thinks about Walker. And he, when he speaks, he says, oh, I wish, oh, I wish, Alan, oh, I wish, elders, oh, deacons, oh, every member of Palestine Christian Church, thus saith the Lord, I wish, I wish for your community to be Without bound people, without oppression, without poverty. This is my dream. This is God's dream for the whole world. But we have been assigned to our communities. And you know what? We're going to go in the name of Jesus. Just one amen. I'm going. If you're coming, praise God. We carpool somewhere. <laughs> but I'm going. I'm going. I'm close with this. Third closing. 
I'm going to be I'm not going to be expensive today. I'm just going to make this last one. I thank the people from the from the great banquet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. All of you involved in the great banquet. If I can start naming names. Uh, but thank you for what you do in that place. That place is like a big hospital. I've never been, but I imagine because I see people go in one condition and when they come, they come completely different. Why? Because the Spirit of God is there. Healing. This is God's business. This is God's business. This is God's business. That's why, that's why there's oil in Texas and Oklahoma. Everything is related to souls. Everything, everything in America is connected with this vision that God had. Even before the foundation of the world. Folks, let's keep on track. If you're a believer, this is your calling. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, there's no higher calling than this. There's no higher calling. There's no higher purpose. And if you're not only a believer, now I put a double, a double cost on you. If you're an American, if you're a believer, if you're a believer and you're an American, you're bound to this vision. This is our call in the name of Jesus. And this is what Palestine Christian Church is going to be about. I say all that to say this is where we're going to be about. We're going to be about saving the lost. Restoring them and equipping them to send them back away. To go and rescue some others. Three things, and I close. Fourth one. Now, now you have to tip me more because, man, four. I love this word. Distraction. There's a man of God called Mark Barkley. I, I highly admire him. And, you know, I just, it's like a. It's like a spiritual father somehow to me. And he's a former veteran. He's a former Marine. He fought for the Vietnam, in the Vietnam War. Always, he says, always people ask me, how do you keep your mind together after all you went through? And he says, just the Spirit of God and the Word of God kept me together. But he was, he was saying about once in, in Vietnam, they, had a, they, were, they were surrounded by enemies. And he was, telling, he was talking about when he heard, because he was the, the leader, the, the captain of the platoon. He says they were surrounded from everywhere, shooting everywhere. But he says, every, and he was talking about this. He says, every time I hear the, the, the clocking of the helicopter, is that how you call the sound? The tuck, 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 tuck. He says, oh, he says, I knew help was coming. And he says, and they came and they extract us. And that word clinged in my soul. Because I believe, Hebrews 2, 18, I will read it for time, that there's a lot of people that are hostages of Satan. And we are the ones who are called to go to rescue them. Amen. You know what we're going to do at Palestine Christian Church? You know what we're going to be? We're going to be like in a special operation team. Like a Navy SEAL, six, six SEAL, that one. We're going to go, I'm telling you. Folks, we're going to be training you. You know what we're going to train you? Palestine, don't, don't, please. We're going to train you how to cast devils. 
We're going to train you how to pray for the sick. We're going to train you how to prophesy over people to mark their life with the word of God. Because if we don't do those things, we won't accomplish the mission we have. And this house will be a house where the Holy Spirit will have the lead in everything we do. However, he pleases to, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to have extraction teams, and then we're going to have restoration teams. What we're going to be doing, minister, we're going to go to the world. When I say the world, I say Walcott, Remington, and all these places. You know, I tell the cities, okay? Every time I mention the cities, I ended up adding more. So I don't want to add more. We might give Francisville some mercy, okay? That's okay. All right, we'll do it for them. But we, I, want, I, I would love us to go and rescue hostages. And then when we rescue them, we're going to bring them to this place, and we're going to heal them. God's going to heal them, heal their wounds, you know what's sad? In our pews, there's a lot of people that still needs the healing. But we're going to heal you here. If you're here, you're hearing my, the sound of my voice. We're going to heal you if you're willing. If you're willing to be healed. But the ones in the world, we're going to go and we're going to heal them here. And you know what we're going to do thirdly? We're going to equip them. Equip them. Equip them to do what? To be able to fight Satan by themselves and to be able to go and rescue others. One amen. Praise God. There's two of us. We're, we're, we're done. It's close deal. Are you excited about it? Give me a minute. Are you with me? <laughs> I'm just... As serious as I can be, I want to invite you to this cause. This is what we, we're going to, Palestine Church. We're going, to dream, we're going to live the dream of our God. Are you excited? Are you in it? Amen. So what am I going to be doing? Same you're doing. When people come, be loving. Be loving. Just be loving. When people come to this place for the first, second time, be loving. That's what they came looking for. Love them. Love people. Amen. I'm closing. Five and last. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. We are excited. We are ready, Lord. We want to put a fight for you, Lord. And I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, that says, And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Walcott, Remington, and the surrounding areas, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you consider us worthy of this calling, Lord. Thank you, my King, for trusting in us. We'll do the best. We'll do the best in our capacity, Father, to fulfill this task. But we know that nothing is impossible for you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here tomorrow, this morning and you haven't given your life to Christ,